up, everybody? I go by the name of Sly. And I'm Cardia the Dawn. And we want to encourage you guys. Hey, sous chefs. It's your host, Sly. And Cardia the Dawn. And we have a promotional special we need to give you right now. If you love us, support us, and want to see us make more creative content, be sure to nominate us for the 2021 Black Pods Awards. Also, if you have not, don't forget to tune in to our new season, which is currently streaming on all podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora. We out there everywhere. The whole nine. The whole nine. Be sure to also join us on the new podcast platform, Idea. It's new it's the YouTube for podcasts clips thumbnails the whole nine it's great you can join us with the access code W39M80 again that's W39M80 I'm your host Sly and I'm Cardi the Dawn and and this this has has been the Melting Melting Pot every day for me it's the god woke us up today for me it's the my phone finna die for me it's the i got paid two days ago for me it's the i got paid two days ago but i also got bills for me it's the vibes for me it's my song for me (laughs) oh hold on (laughs) because i really thought we was recording by ourselves i didn't know we had somebody listening dang we would have been a little more professional right Nah, it's all good. <laughs> it's the song for you. Oh, it's the song for him. It's the song for me, too. We're going to be honest. But thank you. And what song is that? Because I don't know. So let me know what you talking about. Referring to my new single, this is JC. It's called For Me. And uh, yeah, it's, it's running up right now. So we're trying to keep it going. Keep familiarizing people with the record. And, you know, aim for the stars. Cool, cool. So... JC, tell us a little bit about yourself. Start us off. Well, um, basics. I'm from Nashville. I've been in Atlanta since 07. So I get a lot of my songwriting background from Nashville. Like I like a lot of different genres of music um, that would shock people because I, I, I do R&B as an artist, but I write everything. Country, gospel, uh, rock, hip hop. You know, every, every I, I literally love every genre. I listen to classical music. I listen to Motown. Uh, so I think I got a lot of that from Nashville. But um, being in ATL, of course, a little more urban driven. I love it. Um, so I plan on staying here. I love Atlanta. And um, so that's the basics as far as where I'm from. And uh, I'm a singer songwriter. Been doing it for several years. And I have I own a company called Number Two Pencil Music. That's, you know, pretty much in a nutshell, my day is just like trying to brand myself as an artist and do business um, behind the scenes through my company. 
Okay, cool. So you mentioned all of those different genres. So your music reflects each one of those genres or are you more so write for other artists in those particular genres? I write for other artists, um, but that's why I like being independent because if I decided to do a country song today, there's no restrictions, you know, but I do think it all is influencing the writing. Like, uh, cause when you're in the room with artists and you start to write from scratch, certain melodies like, Ooh, I didn't hear that. Or, and it, it could be simple that the average person wouldn't think of. Right. I may be pulling that from a, a old school artist, like a Bonnie Ray, or, you know, who's like bluegrass or a Donnie Hathaway, just from mm-hmm. internalizing that, you know, growing up you hear certain melodies and or different storylines that you'll bring out in a song and then you're just modern modernizing, you know, uh, the song to make it current. Um, but I definitely pull from the music I didn't even want to listen to growing up. My mom was just kind of playing it in the car because um, she wouldn't let me listen to certain things. So her or my dad, uh, but a lot of that definitely impacts my songwriting today. And look how you turned out. Hey. You know, I still got a long way to go, but you know, I'm I'm definitely grateful for the successes that I've had thus far. Cause don't know music hit like old school music. I mean, you can yeah, that oldies music. Like, you might not want to hear when you was younger, but as you got older, you're like, dang, that, that really hit. They really talk about some. Right. You start as you grow as a person, you start to grow with what you know the older people were talking about. Cause you know you're starting to experience some of those things. Yeah. So it definitely hits a different connect when you when you know get a little bit older. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But it's def it's, it's good that you have, you know, you incorporate all different types of genres and musical styles into like your songwriting process and your music. Because you need that versatility to stand out in in the uh, in the industry today. Because, you know, a lot of music today, you know, you have people who are, they classify and uh, identify as rappers or mm-hmm. singers, but it's like, everything is kind of genre bending. So yeah. it's not just, oh, I do rap. You know, a lot yeah. of people do, you know, different other genres too. So yeah, it helps. Definitely. Yeah. Everything is like kind of melodic now. So yeah. like when people hear I write for rappers, they like, I didn't know you rapped. And I'm like, bro, it's not like, it's just words with a melody. Cause you know if you if you listen to Thug or Baby or Future, they are rappers, but they're still doing it melodically. So if I'm just doing wordplay and all you need is a melody, I, I actually sing. So that's actually really easy, and that's that's how I started because I didn't know any R and B producers. So when I started in Nashville, I used to sing over rap beats like um, from Three Six Mafia and MJG Eight Ball. They used to put instrumentals on the album. Cash Money used to do it. And I used to sing over the rap beat. So fast forward to now, that's a whole genre, like, or yeah. multiple genres. So it's like, man, it, th- that just makes it so much easier um, for me. Cause you know, I've always, I've always done that. It's kind of like a dummy dance. Like I don't really have to sing for <laughs> Like I don't have to be like a, a, a David Ruffin or a Marvin Gaye. That's not really, that's really rare now like to to for that to be required in order for you to be successful right. so kind of works for me yeah because you know the times have changed but you still like we were saying you still incorporate some of that into like today's sound yeah i'm big on it with my lyrics like um what i like about the motown days is substance i'm a clean writer so all of my music is clean 
So I like I've noticed that. that, yeah. Yeah, it's about Smokey Robinson, like is one of the goats and the earlier Quincy Jones stuff, all your Michael Jackson stuff. Like if you go back and really pull the the biggest records, the hits, you know, you'll always find that substance there. So that's kind of my niche is taking that, incorporating it into my music. So I can take a common phrase like for me and give it more substance by like, all right, we're gonna uplift women with the record and really make them feel good instead of, you know, it's a little spin game in the record, but it's not gonna be just that. And then bring it out even more in the visuals. So the fact that a lot of artists aren't even thinking that strong, like it makes it cool for me cause I am. So I'm okay with just being one of the few that's taking that approach. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was gonna, you know, bring that up. I was saying that I noticed that there was no like explicit content in your music and that, that helped you stand out a lot to me because I was like, okay, you know, that's different. You know, you don't necessarily need yeah. to be, um, to, you know, use like foul language and stuff to, you know, generate your, right. your thought process and stuff like that. And you spoke on the visuals too. And I love the video. I love that you incorporated Thanks. women and, you know, all shapes and all sizes. All shapes and sizes. Yeah. yeah and the for me video. So that was really dope. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad y'all, Peep that because it was definitely intentional. It's it's not easy to do because, you know, a lot of people don't get it. Like they want to do the cliche video. So they're just like, all right, on this scene, we're going to have you lean against the car. We got right. we, uh, mm-hmm. we got some complimentary bottles. We gonna, And then the girl, she going to be throwing the money. Like, nah, man. Yeah. Nah, bro. <laughs> like, we, we, I got a master's degree. Like, I got to think a little bit harder than that. You know, like I can do better. So I check myself, like if I feel like I'm taking like a the easy way out, because that stuff is easy to do. You can do that all day, but everybody else is doing it, and it's harder. The 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 path I'm taking is a little more difficult sometimes because people don't always appreciate it. Uh, you know, some of the higher ups, but I mean, I just consistently keep dropping. The the one I dropped before this with uh, Jacquees was a positive vibe um, called No Filter, and it you know saying same type of energy and i'm glad that you mentioned that because i was just about to say so now that we on your visuals so i looked at the for me video and i was like okay it's a nice visual and i'm not gonna care because you know when i'm when i'm looking at somebody i'm gonna look at not just one that's trend i'm gonna look at everything that you got so i was like okay well let's see what the other, let's see what the other Thank visual talking know. about so then i looked at the jacques song that that visual was nice i was like okay maybe he could just got two so then i, I looked at your worth it video and I was like, nah, he the truth. Yeah. Like, he got three. Right, like, you got three videos, and the videos are all nice, and they're different, and they're not cliche like you're talking about. I don't know where you're going in life, but you're going far. Yeah. Shows consistency, too. Thank you, man. <laughs> right, like, it, it's it's consistent. Like, that's why I want to look at all three. Because I was like, you know, this one trending right yeah. now because the visual is nice. But what about the other? Then the one with Jacquees, I was like, okay, well, maybe because he got a song with Jacquees, yeah. so that was nice. But then the worst bit, I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, I think I think ultimately I, I have to remind myself, I was saying this in another interview, I try to make each release because I'm fully independent. So my whole goal is just to make each record bigger than the one that preceded it. You know, that preceded it. So... If I can do that, that's successful. So I don't care if it's, okay, people in the millions of views. If my last one was 100,000, 
Okay, this one I want to get to 150,000. You know, the next one, let's get to a quarter million. Let's get, and so I've done that consistently for the last two years, which is when I started releasing music again. And I've just tried to compete with myself versus looking at, I can't look at Chris Brown and Jacqueline. They got record labels. They got millions of dollars, like, pushing their music out. They have teams of people waiting on them hand and foot. I'm out the trunk with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm literally doing this. 110% independently. So anything that I've gotten has been completely organic. So seeing it get to, like this record has been the biggest one that I've released thus far. It's doing better than even the one I had with Jacquees. Um, and I don't have a feature on there or nothing, but I think people are starting to appreciate that, that narrative. So I love it. And I got loads of it. Like, I mean, I, I record every day. So I this is not like a, a one-hit wonder situation. I got hundreds of songs. <laughs> so I'm just trying to position myself to where I can, you know, let the rest of the world hear it on a bigger platform. Uh, and then it's up to me to be responsible enough to use it the right way. Definitely. Just piggybacking off of what Cardi X said. Like, I'm, I'm into, you know, what's trending now, but I'm also... I like I'm a music person. Like I really I'm really into music. So I like going deeper than uh, you know, what's on the surface. So I like to actually look at the rest of an artist, you know, discography and see what else, you know, they've been yeah. up to. So yeah, I agree with all Dope. Yeah, I appreciate that. Everybody doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like what good is to download a song if you're not gonna be able to download one from the artist. Like, you know, you don't get tired of that one song, so you got you got three. Now I can download at least. So like I said, I'm ready for the future. Thank you, man. I got other releases set. I, I am definitely in that phase where I'm trying to go ahead and I got to use the term partner with a label because I'm not trying to sign no record deal, but I am starting to have, you know, entertain part partnering with the label because um, there is a point that you get to where, you know, you, you can only do so much and then there's certain things that are blocked by the industry, you know, and these companies that control the industry. So, you know, yeah, I just hit a million views, but it's hard to do a hundred million independently. It's hard to do 10 million independently, you know, so they only let you get so far. You can only get so many streams before you got to start yeah. getting on certain playlists and working with certain people. Um, so that's the kind of stuff I'm, I'm negotiating now and preferably it'll work out. But, you know, if it doesn't, I'm going to keep dropping. Yeah, that's all you can do. Hopefully it will work out, you know. Yeah. But I'm glad that we're kind of diving into that whole aspect because I wanted to kind of, you know, get your opinion on what is success to you. So you being an independent artist and like you were just saying, you know, you can't look at other established artists like Chris Brown mm -hmm. and, you know, like like Tank and, you know, you know other mm -hmm. artists like that because, you know, they have a whole team pushing you know, their brand and their music and stuff. So like, I just wanted to get your intake on what success is to you. Well, oh man, I got two aspects. Cause um, like for one, just making music because I've had vocal surgeries and Fly Magazine had done like a, like a dope art. I didn't know they were gonna focus on my surgeries, but they um, decided to focus on that. Because uh, I don't talk about it a lot, and I'm starting to talk about it more. But I, I've literally had five vocal surgeries. So I used to not tell people because I was like, man, I don't want a pity party. 
uh, because I'm, I'm fine now. But that that is, you know, I heard somebody break it down to me one day. They were like, man, imagine being in a wheelchair for 20 years or 15 years and then you start walking. Like, would you be thinking about running like a marathon? Would you be thinking about winning a track race? Nah, you would be cool with just walking because you've been confined to a wheelchair. So with me actually being in a position where I couldn't talk, let alone sing, and knowing I'm not even supposed to be able to have this conversation with you all, if I can, you know, create music, like I've already been successful. So I think that's why I'm always content. Like the other stuff, like everybody's like, man, you're not happy, man. Like, look at what the record, I'm like, yeah, that's dope, but I've already been fulfilled. Right. So that's success to me is just being able to do what I love. Definitely. I feel that. But I don't base it on accolades. And people expect me to say, oh, well, it's this and this. No, it's literally being able to produce a sound. I've been successful. Okay, the the five vocal surgeries, like, yeah, and I get you, you know, you don't want to mm-hmm. pity that, but you've just found yourself grateful. Now you're able to do, you know, fully what you love to do, like sing and stuff. And that's a story, you know, within its own. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's just honestly... It's honestly enough. Like, I ain't saying I don't have other goals. So I'm definitely, like I said, I'm I'm trying to partner with a label to take everything to the next level because I feel like with me doing clean music and doing the type of content that I'm doing, if I have a bigger platform, I can do a lot with that, you know, even outside of music. And um, that's one of my goals. Um, so that would definitely be consider a success if I can maximize, you know, the platform. Um, but I always tell people all I can do is all I can do. And that's what I do. I like I give up every day. I do everything in my to the best of my ability to push all of my uh music forward. And as long as I'm doing that, even that's success to me. <laughs> like like if I was just sitting up doing nothing, I just right. I can't function like that. I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. So since we're kind of, you know, talking about the industry, if you could change anything about the industry, what would it be? Um, oh man. Gosh, it's so many yeah, things. It's a hard question. You can, you can take your time though, but yeah. I had to start, I guess the big, the most obvious thing is the money game. Like they basically, the whole industry is a pay to play game. It's very, it's not, talent centered anymore so i can make the best song that's ever been made and there will be no comfort in that because now i have to figure out figure out how to fund that song like how to get it heard to where people like you guys can even hear you know and unfortunately it's all money even the labels they don't want to sign artists because of talent they want to sign artists so they can piggyback off of what you've already done so you, you, everybody has to be independent now. Cause yeah, you might get a record deal, but you're gonna be shelved. Yeah, they sign hundreds of artists, but for you to actually get signed and actually be put in the forefront and be a priority, it's gonna require you to spend money to bring to you know basically market and promote your music to where it can even be heard and seen. So, you know, it's constantly a money game, money game, money game. So I know artists I've worked with and written for who have incredible talent, incredible records, and it's just like a want, want, want type situation knowing they don't have the money to fund it. 
you know, and unfortunately calling an executive or a friend in the industry is, is, is just not enough. So I would change that. Even with, you think about how social media and how it plays a part into your brand, whether, you have, whether you're an artist or you have a business, a lot of platforms like Instagram and Facebook, you know, they have a promotion, you know, tool that you can use as a resource to help um, build your platform up. But it's like, you know, certain amounts of money you got to do for that. And then certain artists, whether and then it starts to become, you know, controversial, you know, do pay for the radio, you know, like pay for play and stuff like that. So I definitely agree that. There are better ways to go about things and that, you know, we would like to see certain changes with it. Uh, yeah. And also like creative freedom, you're like you're an independent artist and you make sure and you pride yourself on that. But, you know, other artists who are in labels, we we hear it all the time. We read the stories all the time that, you know, the, the company or the label is not letting the artists express themselves creatively or they're refined yeah. to these these walls and uh you know and these bylaws that are written in contracts and stuff and it's mm-hmm. it's sad because you know when you're young and you're ambitious you know you just think man i just want to make music you know what i'm saying like i just want to yeah i want to be successful but i want to be successful in something i love to do i have this passion for and right. for that to you know some people are blindsided going into it and it's just it, it's a sad story you know? yeah you want to try to be independent but like try to put yourself in a partnership situation where you can still reap the benefits of that machine, but still be able to have the luxury to do what you love to do. Cause some, somebody asked me one time before, like what is the most common thing, you know, knowing that I've written for some major artists and know some of them around them, what do they have in common? I said, well, I don't really know too many major artists that are actually happy. And if you look at Prince, died in the elevator, overdose. You look at Michael Jackson, who knew he was going home every day, getting shot up with drugs. Look at Whitney Houston, found in the bathtub. Look at Luther. Like, it's just, I mean, Gerald LaVert and all these. Like, why is everybody on drugs? Why why is everybody so unhappy and dissatisfied? It's because it's like a form of slavery. You're you're performing these acts for this label who's taking 90% of your money and you're constantly competing with yourself to have to show yourself in a certain light and exploit yourself and the junk is stressful. So I, I, I refuse. Like I can't do that. I've already had a record deal. I've had two um before I knew all this. And I'm not running to that. I'd rather take the long road, have my independence, and I let them know like I'm not signing to y'all. I'm my company. You let's do something with my company. And for that reason, a lot of times I get shot down. Or, or the deal doesn't work out, uh, and I'm okay with that. Cause I, I can't be like, like confined to like somebody telling me what to do and where to go and how to do it, just so I can have the success that everybody thinks they want. But then I'm at home crying myself to sleep every night or turning a bottle up because I'm really frustrated. How do you keep sane in this industry? Well, first of all, I'm spiritual. Like, I got a relationship with God. That's first and foremost. Like, when y'all hit me, I said, I get out of church at 10, 30, 10, 40. Yeah, he definitely said that. Put that in the DM. And I didn't even know you got Like, that's going to come first. Like, I do devotionals and, and I give back. I make sure I spend a lot of my time actually doing service work 
and um, yeah. you know, just giving of myself outside of music. Um, so that's first and foremost. And then, you know, if you doing that, it's kind of hard to fall into that, that world of just, you know, complete darkness. And then other than that, it's just like the independent stuff, which I, which I admit is a lot harder sometimes because you don't have a label putting you in the studio or getting these producers to tailor make stuff for you and rolling out the red carpet and the glam squad is following you around, giving you clothes to wear and all that. And, but, but I'm okay with that. All right. We're going to have to hit the mall real quick. I'm going to have to cut this at the crib because uh, the studio's booked today. All right. Got to build relationships with producers so that I don't have to have all those expenses. You know, you just got to work it a different way and, and it requires a lot more work. And most artists are lazy, so they're not going to do all that. They're not going to network. They're not going to try to build it up themselves. They just want to walk into a situation. They want to walk into a house that's fully furnished and everything's paid for. But the problem with that is you don't own the house. So when it's time for them to sell it, you got to go too. And it be the same ones who don't have that much talent either. Because like you, I really want to piggyback off that talent thing because you, uh, and the reason why I want to do that is because it's a lot of artists who have talent, but they're just not being seen because they're being shouted by a whole bunch of auto-tune and payola people. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of gets annoying because those people, beats sound the same, songs sound yeah. the same, lyrics fall in the same category of, okay, I already know what your next song going to sound like. The only thing that gets different is their visual. But the song really still the same. The meaning is still the same. And it's kind of like, dang, do we even have any real artists at this time? Like, I ain't talking about nobody in particular, but it's like, there's so many people that you probably could think of in your head while I'm talking like, okay, this person, this person, this person. Yeah, and, and I feel that. But see, here's the problem. Like, the, because that's happened for so long, like, if you grew up in an era where you actually got the experience, 90s R&B at least, at least. I ain't talking about Motown. But if you, I mean, our parents and stuff definitely know what real music is. But if you at least even got to experience Jodeci and Boyz II Men and Tevin Campbell and LaFace Records and all Tony Brack, that, that whole era had incredible music and an incredible vibe. And they still brought swag into the picture. You know, it still had a swag to it. It wasn't so musical to the point where if you couldn't play an instrument or, you know, you couldn't, you know, sing a song from beginning to end perfectly, it still was cool. But it still required talent, you know. And this newer generation, they never experienced that. They didn't have any boy bands and groups and girl SWVs and TLCs. They, they, I mean, they didn't experience it. They ain't even experienced Brandy. You know, hearing real background vocals and, you know, hearing the extra things that go into a song to really give it more feeling. So if all you heard was a beat with the tune on it and a vibe, that's why everybody's so big on the vibe now. And I have to remember that as a writer, I can't overwrite a song or overarrange a song. I gotta sometimes do things within the confines of where the people who consuming the majority of this music they don't care about all that extra stuff. They don't care about harmonies and a bunch of ad-libs and uh, like all of the vocal ability. It's cool to watch a 30 second clip on IG, but they, they don't care to hear that on the album. They just want to turn up. 
They just want to vibe. They just, uh, even if it's slow, it's like simplistic. Like they want one vocal, airy with auto tune on it. And it's just in the background floating through space, you know, and it's reasons for that. <laughs> Shoot. Halftime, everybody hot. So they just want to, you know, vibe out, <laughs> you know, to that. So I'm a realist. So I'm one of those people that don't really bring my own feelings into the music. It's a business and I enjoy doing it. Um, but I enjoy it to the point where I don't have to exploit everything that I do. So if I want to do music like that, I'll sit here on this piano and write something right now. And if it's not heard, it's fine. I wrote it for me. I enjoy doing it. I agree. Like you, certain songs that artists, you know, just write from themselves is something we'll never get. You know, artists have stuff in the vault all the time that never made it to the light of day. But going back off of what you said, like, I also feel like, you know, artists shouldn't want to like, you know, settle for that. Like, but I think that's where network comes in, like networking and stuff, because you're networking, mm -hmm. you're building these relationships with other people in the industry. And it's like, okay, like you said, you know, some people just want to hear that turn up music. I think it's, you know, kind of like yeah. a blessing and a curse, you know, something that you can make it work for what you're doing. So like you have, say you write a song for, you know, a trap artist. So it's like, okay, you got that, that side of your writing, your creativity and your talent. You get to use your other skill sets. So if you want to write a song for Tamar Braxton or something for like Brandy or something, you get to use more of that melodic background, you know, heavy on the, the chords that make it sound pretty and light and stuff like that. And say if you do something on a different, you know, genre, definitely crossing, like say you want to do something, you know, country or like, you know, Rocky and stuff like I'm saying you just get to use your different skill sets, you know what I'm saying? But not like settle just because, hey, you know, people nowadays, yeah, a lot of people, you know, just smoke and get high and they just want to hear, right. you know, the vibe and stuff like, yeah, I think that's true right. sometimes to a point. But, you know, it's just like whoever you're in contact with, you know, however you're playing the field and stuff like that, it, you know, you get to turn the switch on and off. You know what I'm saying? Nah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree. And I do think it is artists like one in particular, like her to me is the most talented, like Crazy artist talent. on the planet yes. right now. Like that we know of, that we yeah. know of. Like she's been publicized and has, the, I mean, it's, it's other people like her. I know a couple of them, but as far as like the ones that are mainstream, Man, I'm just like mesmerized. She sounds good live. She plays multiple, multiple instruments. instruments. Yes. She's a great writer. She got good music. Yeah. Her style, style is yeah. dope. Yeah, so I do definitely think we should celebrate people like that more. So I'm glad she's she's getting because she had a hard time when she first started. That's why she had to change her name and veil her face at first because yeah. she didn't fit the you know the typical look you know, uh, according to the industry. So just imagine if she were to stop, you know, we wouldn't even be listening to her, no point in time, <laughs> like right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, and but if we get more of that, like that's big shoes to fill, but if we get more of that, it's just, you ain't gonna have no choice. The sound is gonna change. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's big shoes to fill, but like, it's like some moments I don't want to wake up and listen to Future and the Baby. Like, it's someday, you know, you, you just want to hear, hear Whitney and Luther and Brandy, KC and JoJo, SWV. I don't wake up and just want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm finna smoke and right. buy. Like, there's some days I just want to hear some 
Just R&B, and I need that for today. But it's back to the money, though. That's It's too expensive. Like, you know how hard it is to fund a hurt? Like, if, if you meet an artist today who's like, yeah, you know, I play all my stuff live, that's an immediate problem because everybody's just downloading tracks. I mean, you go get a track online for $20. Like, so everybody's downloading tracks. You get you can record at your crib, you know, from my last two records been on the radio. I did I did all that in my living room. I didn't go to the studio and I use studios frequently, but it's just not a need. Like the technology is so advanced now. I can record in the comfort of my own home. Nobody rushing me. I send it to my engineer. He's going to run it through the same system that he in, in the same plugins and everything. He's going to use the same equipment that he would use if I did it in a $5 million studio. There's literally like there is a difference, but it's a difference that the human ear can't hear. It's it's so it's so minute. You got major art like Kanye West records in the middle of his crib. You see him with the keyboards and everything, just in the middle of the living room. You know, Wayne was doing stuff on tour buses and stuff years ago. So the technology's so advanced, you can make money like at the drop. I mean, make songs at the drop of a dime with just all you need is beats, and you need you can have a template on your computer and you dragging and dropping. But when I start bringing the guitar into the picture and piano, I want live drums. Now I start getting expensive. I got to pay all these people to play. You know, these are session players. We got to make sure they're getting paid properly. So everything adds up legally. It's more writers involved now. Now the money getting divvied up more time. You know, see, and these labels, they don't want to do that. I was, I was just going to say, I feel like that's a cop out because the money definitely there. The money is there because if somebody that's out right now, X, Y, and Z, said they want to do X, Y, and Z, it'll get done. So I feel like it's more of a, they don't want to do it. Not that they can't do it because the money is there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's there. I mean, these companies have been rich for years. They got billions of dollars. So they have the money. But again, if the consumers are going to prove that it's not a requirement and we're going to keep streaming it, even if you give us some cheesy, low quality, you know, the video didn't put any thought into it, and we're gonna keep amping the artists up and stream. Like, I mean, I understand their perspective too. There's like, like, why? Why would we? Why would we spend more money to make less money? You know, <laughs> when we can just spend hardly nothing and just more quantity over quality, sign a whole bunch of artists. They all doing the same thing. Who cares if they tap out in two years? We got, it's so oversaturated. We just right. bring in somebody. New. It's fundamental economics right there. <laughs> hey, hey, that's why it's like, it sucks. But, you know, you did ask me what could I change. So I'm like, yeah, I no, wish no. we could change it. But, you know, I I don't see it happening anytime soon unless somebody really comes in and restructures that system. Yeah. You know? But it's got to, you know, it's got to start somewhere, though, it to does. see that change. And it ain't going to happen overnight. We we know that. But, you know, if we could get that, you know, few people on board. Right. Start making things, you know, a little different. Yeah, we can see it. It can, it can be done. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad we dived really into that and, you know, had this discussion because people don't talk about it enough. You know? They don't. So I'm glad that we giving the people something to really, like, think about and, like, Hopefully the change starts somewhere. Hey, maybe somebody who listening to the show, they, they may they may be the one. Right. Nah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I ride with that. 
So I know we've been we've been name dropping a lot. So I wanted to get a kind of a handle on who are your you know musical influences or artists. I I always say Babyface because I like how Babyface was an artist and he was even in a group. I like how he was in a group with his family, and then I like how he was an yep. artist. But although he was successful, had platinum albums and all the success, he never really focused on artistry. Like that wasn't the basis of his income or, you know, it's kind of just like, oh, by the way, I'm dropping the album or I would, he would do something every now and then. That, that, yeah. that fits my character more. Like yeah, he's really more quiet, real humble behind the scenes. But he gave us TLC and Outkast and Donnell Jones and Pink. And like, you know, like LaFace was a powerhouse label, you know, and it was an independent label. Like, so what he was able to do with LaFace and still behind the scenes writing, doing the Waiting to Excel soundtrack, writing for Boys to Men, some of the biggest songs of our, like, ever, you know, he 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 wrote and produced those records. So I, I like that. And before all of the theatrics, you know, I would have thrown R. Kelly in there, but <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> unfortunately, he kind of like wiped it. I can't. Yeah, he, I can't, he, he can't, a total you know, dumb like, for me. <laughs> it's over with. Right. Yeah, I can't. I can't. But yes, but baby, baby face for yeah. sure. Like I just love what he did with his brand. Uh, you know, with his brand. And like, if if I could have that that look right there, that that would be ideal for me. If you could go on tour or have a tour, who would you want to go on tour with? Uh, see, I like a lot of artists, so that's that's hard right there. It's so many. I mean, her would be one of them. Yeah. Uh, but see, I'll say something off the wall, like Maroon Five or somebody. Like, and they off the like, wall. They, great, great. They got band. crazy shows. Like, so I wouldn't mind Coldplay too. Yep, Coldplay, Maroon Five, her. Um. But with my style being like kind of, you know, I do like this swaggy R&B type thing. You know, some of the stuff is R&B, R&B. Some of it is a little more edgy. I think the best fit with me would be actually to be on the road with somebody like a like a Drake or a Chris Brown, where it's like I could still do some of the other material that I have is kind of edgy. But if I did sing, it's not odd. Like yeah. it's not like awkward, like, why is he singing? You know, sometimes I open for people, like I've been on the No Limit Reunion Tour or, you know, like uh, like Lil, Lil Baby and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I have to do certain songs when I do those shows because I can't I can't come out there with no piano. Yeah, it fits the, <laughs> the, fits the, yeah, box, like, the, the event. I have to stay in a box, like, <laughs> um, but you know, it's cool. like. Cause I'm working my way up, so I just kind of fit in. But it's also dope that I got music for all those shows, so I can open for them. But I can go open for Tank, and and if I go open for Tank, I know okay, right. I might be able to bring my guitars with me on this, or I might on this last song just do that on the keyboard live, you know, and uh, maybe freestyle with the audience or something. Like I, I I can go that route, you know. If I'm opening for Migos. We gonna have to turn it up, right? Well, let me know when you're doing an R&B show, cause I can miss the Migos. They got, I can go to YouTube okay. for them. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> okay. I, I definitely, I definitely will. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not big on 
hearing amigos like when i went to birthday bash when they set came up and i seen that they had 20 minutes it was time to go one it was midnight and two they just don't have nothing worth seeing on stage no stage presence just you jumping around and you don't sound good like and y'all call me a hater or, or i don't care i said what i said but it's just like like i said i can go listen to them on youtube it, it, they're not worth hearing live and that's just me well, I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I enjoyed them. But, I mean, I get what, I get what he's saying. Yeah, I, I went on tour with them. And I opened for them. And every show was sold out. They, I mean, the, I think what works in their favor, the crowd, I, feel, I know what you're speaking to, but the crowd just knows every song. So they kind of don't have to do much like they it's really just the crowd just singing along with them and yeah, exactly you know they, them just going through their hits and you know it just it ain't i would never just be like oh i'm gonna go see this migos concert like they gonna be at, at bill serena state farm whatever we gonna call it this week that's what i'm gonna go see like yeah i can't wait i got my tickets i got my feet on the bed mr this week for me <laughs> miss me i see it on instagram on the shade room but i won't be watching I'm crazy. Yeah, he he a hit trip. <laughs> Not no type of segue in them, but like JC, you were saying that certain shows you could bring your guitar and you know, you were talking about pianos. So how many instruments do you play? Well, I just play guitar and piano. And even with the guitar, okay. I don't claim to play that because I don't play extremely well, but I play good enough to where, you know, I I, I like to play alongside of another because I'll play the chords and let them do the fancy stuff, but I'm yeah. not to do what her is doing um but yeah i just play the basic chords and i write on it from time to time. i really just started playing it again i i put it down for a minute but uh i don't get a lot of opportunities to use it anyway but i play the piano a lot better but i play both by ear so sometimes i'm limited to what i can do but i just go off feeling and vibe um i had a camp in new orleans a writing camp uh, last weekend and one of the songs we did um, we did strictly with something I played on the piano and it turned out crazy you know to the point we we might not even add any production to it might just be all piano and they were like man I didn't know you played piano and I'm like I never get to you know right you know I'm just walking in just doing stuff to track so it was a rare uh, situation but it was dope it was fun yeah, you sound very talented. You got a lot going on. Didn't you say you have a, a business too, right? Tell us more about that. Yeah. Yeah. So my number two pencil music is like, uh, is basically a production company. So it's basically just songwriting and production. So I use like producers that I have relationships with. I have one producer assigned to me um, officially now. And then, you know, we basically... It's like a one-stop shop. So if somebody comes to me and says, hey, I want to get an EP done, we can do the entire project. And what I love is a lot of the guys I work with, when I started with them, nobody knew who they were. They didn't know their names. They they didn't have any placements. They just had raw talent. And I would tell people, man, you need to work with this dude, man. I'm telling you, man, he called, called. Fast forward, you know, five, six years now. They got Grammys. They... You know, they're, some of them are executives. Uh, one of them in particular is like one of the biggest producers in the country. And and that's just crazy to me to know that these are people I work with organically from the start. And uh, so it's, it's dope because I know with them, and that's not me. I'm saying with them, right. I can do any genre of music, any song, any 
I don't care if it's a wedding. I don't care if it's rock. I don't care if it's trap. Any genre of music, we can do it. Like, authentically. And that's like anybody that's been in the industry long enough, you know, knows that that's, that's definitely, you know, not common. So I think that's dope. So part of what I'm trying to do, even with my own artist stuff, is propel my company to another level so we can start to do that for more artists more frequently. Yeah, because that's more longevity. That's something I can pass to, you know, pass down. Um, I can't make, you know, my family or people that come after me be, um, you know, I can't make you be an artist. But exactly. I, I can and then, you know, with the company, there's exponential growth. Like, and you can expand to different, not just home base, Atlanta. You can have one in Nashville, LA, yep. New York, you know. So, yeah, yep. definitely create yep. jobs. You know, like, like you said, you can hand it down a company. Like, they might, they, they might not want to be an artist, but you can be on the executive side, the behind the scenes side, production side. Yeah. Like, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. And they take what I did. You know, my goal is for them to take what, like, just take what I did and just make it even better. Do what I couldn't do, you know, just, but I can at least give you the foundation and hopefully make it, you know, have a little bit of umph to it. And then you take it to the next level. Um, Studios, I'm trying to get my own studio now. That's something I'm working on with one of my business partners is us having our own uh, studio in Atlanta. And uh, that will be under my company as well. All right, music business aside, you said you um, it would be something you would pass down to. So, do you have a not? Do you have a family? Do you have a family? I have a daughter. Oh, look at that! A little yeah. music prodigy in the making. <laughs> yeah, she loves music, but I'm trying to get her just you know do it for recreation for the time being. Do she play any instruments? She plays around with instruments. You know, it's hard to get. Uh, kids committed to sticking with the instrument, you know, like kind of like keep playing the instrument. That's the only way you get better. And I'm, I'm talking from experience because my dad told me we need to take piano lessons, and I thought it was lame. I was like, Nah, I ain't playing no piano. I play basketball. I play football. I'm an athlete. Um, I just sing at church. He like, I'm telling you, one day you're gonna wish you stayed in these lessons. And I literally used to say, I used to say pianos for girls. Like, I was so stupid. Like, that was so dumb. Like, I just thought it was lame. Like, it wasn't considered masculine <laughs> enough for me at the time because I was so into sports. Everything was just, you know, the physicality is just, you know, playing football, basketball, whatever, uh, track. And then, sure enough, I got older and I, I had to, like, really teach myself because some of that fundamental stuff, I could have got a young, it's like learning a language, you know, it's easier to learn when you're younger and I didn't take advantage of my, my opportunities. So exactly. I had to learn how to play by ear. So I would be a lot better. Exactly. I will admit if I will listen to my, my dad. No, I totally, I totally get that. Like I just started learning bass guitar, but I'm just like, I did music like when I was in middle school, but it was like, you know, band instruments, clarinet, you know, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So like, I was like, man, if I could have started even before then, when I was younger with the, you know, with the bass guitar, I could be, I could be fine right now. You know, <laughs> I could be another her, who knows? 
I, when I was growing up, they put me in piano, and like it was a it was a family friend, so he he always came over. So he like what? And since he played in church, he like I can just teach you how to play piano. I just couldn't get it. I wasn't trying to get it. I was trying to go outside, trying to play video games, anything but the piano. But now I'm kind of like, dang, I really should learn how to play the piano. Because you play the piano, you can play the organ. You play the piano, you can make music. You can do gigs at church. You can do concerts. And so I just I just sat on a gift and wasted it. And now I'm so prideful. Now I don't even want to go back and learn because I should have learned for free when I had the chance. Right, especially the for free <laughs> part. <laughs> right, like the, the, the lessons were paid for, all things I had to do. And I didn't even have to go nowhere. He came to me because we had a piano. So it's kind of like I'm punishing myself, but I should have never did that. And see, my background is in education. So I, I'm like, it's just a form of education. You're just learning. You're just making yourself more marketable and giving yourself more assets. So like you said, like, I hate when artists try to just, oh yeah, man, I'm an artist. And man, stop acting like you ain't hurting. You're a starving artist. That's what you are. So you're gonna need to make some money along the way. So if you know how to play some instruments, you know how to write, you know how to do, the more you know how to do, the easier it's gonna be to make an income, even if you primarily wanna be an artist or you primarily wanna do something else, that stuff can help you along the way. You can do some weddings, you can, you know, you can play at church, you can, um, you know, do lessons, teach lessons, whatever, whatever. So, you know, I try to tell, you know, artists that I may be writing for that are younger, like, man, don't sleep on that, cause I did. So I didn't, you know, I'm not as good as I could have been if I would have taken advantage of those opportunities. For sure. So, JC, what's next for you? Coming up 2021, 2022. What's coming up next? Man, just, um, okay, so continuing to push for me. Um, we're trying to, we just got a million views on YouTube. I've never done that before, so that was a huge accomplishment. Now we're trying to just get all of my stream, just basically catapult the song. Um, and make it even bigger. Uh, now that COVID, your stuff is starting to open up, I haven't been able to do a show in almost two years or definitely a year and a half. So now, shows. So instead of, you know, I told you I got a lot of music. Instead of putting out another record right now, it's like, all right, let's keep riding this wave. Since it is doing good, the numbers aren't going down, they're going up. So I'm like, hey, let's let's just keep it going. So that's what we're doing more press, more shows, and more meetings um, to try to go ahead. Because there was a time where I wasn't even interested hearing from a label because I just got a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to labels. Now I'm like, okay, from doing this independent long enough, I know I have to, again, partner with somebody um, to be able to do some of the things that are out of reach, like that I'm just not able to do myself. So. It's just like I tell people, like, if you got a product and you want to put it in stores, you're still going to have to partner with those stores. Like, you know, you got to partner with somebody. Walmart just not going to put it on the shelf, you know. Right. Um, so there there comes a point where you, that's why people go on Shark Tank. They already have the product. They're already making money. So what's missing? They got to get into that machine, those individuals that are really running, you know, uh, all of these companies and really driving sales and they take these people from making like a hundred thousand a year profit, you know, to like a million just with that, that one little, <laughs> you know, partnership that they do. 
Um, but they, these are really independent creators. So I'm approaching the music the same kind of way. Well, sous chefs, that wraps up today's episode. We hope you guys enjoy it and be sure to follow JC. Give them your social media platforms. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at It's Your Boy JC, uh, I-T-S-Y-A-B-O-Y-J-C. And the quickest thing to do is just go to my website, itsyourboyjc.com, and it's got all the links to everything on there, my Instagram, my Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everything. So, yeah. It's your boy, JC.com. All right. You heard it there, Sue Chefs. I'm your host, Sly. And it's your boy, JC. And you've been listening to The Melting Pot. Oh.
fool's fell in love, yeah, and they'll save it. 